something. Yeah, you're right. Do something. This is 102.3 WHIV. <laughs> is that you singing in the background? You got you got a voice there, don't you, huh? Not today. <laughs> tired, man. There, there it is. I hear you, man. This is 102.3 WHIV LPFM. You are listening to the Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving show with Doc Griggs and Dr. Derry. I'm Dr. Derry. That's Doc Griggs over there. Before we get started, let's say that the WHIV is a community radio station and we provide a platform for independent voices with your support. All WHIV hosts and DJs are volunteers. We do this service for the community because now more than ever we need a radio station that is dedicated to human rights and social justice so please consider becoming a monthly member of whiv by setting up recurring donations of any amount that you wish you can donate any amount a dollar five ten go bernie sanders on us and do 27 bucks a month we love Uh that Right, all donations to WHIV, including anything that you purchase through WHIV, are all tax deductible. That means you can get that money back at the end of the year. So you can help our station also by going to WHIV, our store uh, at whivfm.org. And we have a cool store there with all sorts of goodies. We actually just added a bunch of new products, uh, including some, um, I didn't realize that I just thought t-shirts were t-shirts until my wife uh, repeatedly berated me that there's actually women's shirts that are cut for the female, (laughs) uh, for the female uh, body. And uh, those are V-necks. And so we do have women specific t-shirts as well. Uh, And that was my bad because the first orders of t-shirts that we got were all quote unquote unisex it's unisex right it's says it's one it's for, anyway thank you for your Stop continued support <laughs> we are not a radio station with a mission we are a mission with the radio station end all wars doc griggs you want to read our promotion here promotion here preventing hiv is easy get prepped you can get free hiv testing at any access health louisiana location plus SX, uh, plus same day primary care appointments are always available Access has a new new location in downtown New Orleans at the Pythian Building where individuals may be seen for diagnosis and treatment of HIV, STIs, and PrEP. Plus, all Access Health patients qualify for discounted medications through their pharmacy. More information is available at accesshealthla.org. That's accesshealthla.org. All right, Doc Griggs, how you doing, man? Good, man. A little tired. Uh, We need to pick up your energy a little bit. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. I got to recharge at some point. Uh, working on a lot. There's a lot going on in the community. And as you know, uh, a lot of people see the, the end result and don't realize what goes on behind the scenes and behind the curtain. Right. Um, that the so-called making of the sausage, yeah, right? The everyone everyone the likes to eat the sausage, but no one likes to see what actually goes into making that sausage. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so things are good things, good things uh, going on. Good. All right, and uh, for uh, anything before we get started, I know we have a great uh, we have a great show uh, ahead of us today. No, 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 nothing in particular. We're just uh, dealing with the weather change. Uh, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, the last time uh, we had Todd uh, Wackerman on, uh, uh, it was I, I got a lot of real positive feedback uh, from the show. I think the 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 number one thing that I heard more than anything else was the push up off uh, that the that the three of us had, and we got schooled uh, by Mr. Wackerman right here, yeah. uh, who who uh, let us know. I think I got to seventeen. I've been doing push ups though. I've been doing them, yeah. but I've been doing like hardcore push ups. I've been doing like, like old off, school. I've been doing them off the bench. Urgh, off yeah. the bench i got these i got these push-up like these handles that are like so you you're you're up and then like you i try to get below the i kind of break the line from a bench and i think i got i'm up to 20 with those you have to be careful with the using um apparatus or tools or equipment when you're doing push-ups i had a friend tear a pec muscle yeah um because they had the uh the ones that twist that's that what rotate. I. That's what I have, right? Yeah, you gotta be really careful with that because there's, you know, you have your pec major and your pec minor. Um, one, uh, they call it major for a reason. It's larger if it's significantly larger than the smaller ones. The torque can actually rip the muscle um, and tear it, which actually literally happened to a friend of mine. Uh, we were talking on the phone, and he had one in his office, and I'm like, dude, you need to be careful. He had just gotten them. He was like, yeah, whatever. And all of a sudden, I hear this. Ah! <laughs> Went to the doctor and he had ripped in his office, <laughs> ripped ripped his pecs. <laughs> you want to be careful and, and and be as basic as possible. If you cannot push yourself off the floor with that, no tool is going to help you. <laughs> if you've never done a push up, don't go start trying to get fancy with it. <laughs> um, that's funny. I I here. This is this is my thought on that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh anyway uh all right so anyway as we were saying uh todd wackerman is the founder and the director of stem library lab a local equipment share resource center in new orleans and you can get more information about the stem library lab at stem library lab.org and we really liked having Todd on uh, the last time we were on air because it, it fits all of the principles that we really follow here on Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving. Mm-hmm. And that is really uh, uh, a large part of what, what Doc Griggs and I do is focus on health and health care. But I think equally as important in, in health care and included in health care is the idea of education and especially a strong, strong uh, science education, which of course what STEM is. And of course STEM uh, stands for science tech engineering and mathematics nice is, is, did i yep. get that right all mm-hmm. right i like to think that that last m is medicine but i know that i'm gonna be uh, no don't get beat up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody's gonna out push up me <laughs> I'll, no. I'll be the major pecker at that no, point. No. <laughs> <laughs> so todd welcome back to get check if i get moving thank you so much i've been uh practicing my sit-ups just in case <laughs> should we have a sit-up off that might be interesting <laughs> <laughs> if we want to do it we we have 50 minutes here too. Yeah, right, right, right. we gotta fill it up with something yeah. <laughs> right right <laughs> He's a beast. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you know, since we were last year, I don't know if you know that we've had uh, we had Kevin uh, Wilkins on from Trepwise. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we uh, started How with. How did a, he do a push up? Yeah, uh, he didn't, but we did start with a check in with him. So he okay. did check in. Yeah. I was like, uh, "How's your personal? How's your business?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let us know. Uh, just quick, uh, give us a quick kind of breakdown about STEM and STEM Library, uh, STEM Library Lab. Sure. So we actually uh, just finished an event on Sunday that we held called the Teacher Free Store. Oh, cool. Where, well, well, what is the STEM Library oh, Lab? Oh, yeah. So STEM Library Lab 
is a big room full of science classroom equipment. So basically, teachers in the area want to do cool science labs or cool STEM labs, um, and equipment is so expensive. Sometimes you're looking at pieces that cost one, two, three thousand dollars. Sometimes you're looking at um, a microscope slide set that costs twenty-five bucks, but you need eight of them, so now it's two hundred dollars. And that's one week's worth of labs. So when you add all that up, you're just looking at a ridiculous amount of money that you end up spending on science equipment. So we've taken everything that teachers need, we've put it into one room, and on the day that they need that microscope set or that Van der Graaff generator, they can come borrow it from us, use it in their classroom, and just give it back when they're done. It's kind of like a candy store for science nerds. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, and so the you've been uh, you're obviously the uh, founder of of STEM Library Lab and uh, the executive director. Correct. Yes. Okay. So, and uh, I think it's a brilliant business model. I think as I have told you once before, and and I say this with obviously all due respect, it's it's um, I'm it's an amazing uh, uh, um, enterprise or it's an amazing entrepreneurial solution that you've come with. It's just sad that we need a solution like this to begin with because certainly when I was in school in the 70s and of course I was a completely different time and I recognize that and in the 80s all we public schools had all this equipment and 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 um and that's just my my thoughts on that so. public and also schools technology had, wasn't as good then. yeah I was about to say yeah. public schools that's probably public schools point. had equipment but not this type of yeah not i mean this ranges because there are things that you need for your for your class like there's dissection trays which if you want to do a dissection you can't do it without pe- dissection trays. and are people still doing dissections is yeah. that still we, we, uh we yes do. they are what We're are they still. dissecting no so uh, most recently sheep's eyes before that sheep's eyes yeah uh, before that was dogfish sharks and dog tree frogs. hold on dogfish so sharks that are called dogfish sharks yeah, they are. They're I've like never heard of that. maybe a foot and a half long. Yeah. Um, and each student in the in the student works in groups. So we did that or in high school. I mean, we dissected a frog. No, we did di- we did sharks. We did pigs. Really? Uh, you went to we frogs. You went to a bad we did, school. We you decided to become a doctor yeah. when you were fifteen because <laughs> right. you went to. Yeah, uh, but I, that was way before I was like. This is before I wanted to be a doctor. I, I did that because of girls. Girls and Dr. James Peacock. Girls man. drove you for everything, man. What was that? <laughs> Who's the boss of your house? <laughs> oh, and I know she's listening. I want to hear you say it. Oh, walk right into that how, one. How about who's, Come the, on bo- how about who's the boss of this, uh, Come on. this place? Come on. Yeah. Okay. I'm a very happily married man. There you go. A right very then. happily married man. Because I know who wears the pants in the family. As, That's her. As, as we continue. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying. Yeah, what was I saying? <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, so the technology is better and, uh, and, and you were talking about dissections and so, well, and honestly, truthfully, I don't know what school was like in the seventies. Thank you. But, uh, I would maybe push back on that idea that all schools had everything they needed back then as well. Sure. There are lots of under-resourced schools that have been historically under-resourced that have needed stuff for decades. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So, and the idea is doing well. There are schools that, that you have like a subscription model that essentially we've got a subscription model. So schools sign up as annual members right now. We have 16 schools. We just got uh, a scholarship fund to invite new member schools to, to sign up for half off the membership fee for the annual uh, membership. 
And we also invite any teacher that wants to to come borrow for free. Um, Got it. That if they want to try it out and see if this is right for them, any teacher can walk in and walk out with equipment. Great. And then I'm sure the feedback that you get, it must be spectacular. I mean, because I'm sure that the the discovery of science for a young mind, even for a non-young mind, uh, is always wondrous. I was reading the feedback from our post-borrowing surveys recently, and it is extremely positive. I was like, oh. People really do like this. That's nice because they anonymously told us so. Good. Is there any of that uh, you can? Is, is there anything that you can uh, share with us or? Um, offhand, I don't remember it. Okay. I remember but it was a all lot positive. of people think the survey is funny. So if you <laughs> ah! want to borrow equipment and find out what's on the survey. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you're tuned in, you are listening to 102.3 WHIV. This is Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving show with Doc Griggs and Dr. Derry. I'm Doc Griggs. I'm Dr. Derry. That's Doc Griggs. Uh, today we have on with us uh, uh, Todd Wackerman, who is the executive director and founder of STEM Library Lab. More information about STEM Library Lab can be found at stemlibrarylab.org. So what do you have for us today? So today I've got uh, some equipment that we brought in the into the studio. Yes. And I, I looked for stuff that made noise. But since y'all can't see what we're doing, uh, I can really just say I've got anything here. Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that works. All right. Yeah. Because the, the half the fun is the uh, the commentary that comes from uh, Eric and myself. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From my side. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and I guess just to give a like a idea of the sort of stuff that happens. Yesterday, for example, we rented out... A bunch of dissection, uh, a bunch of specimens, so bugs and animals in jars. Uh, a Van de Graaff generator, which is the the machine that you put your hand on, and makes your hair stand up. Or right. if you're like me and Doc Riggs, it doesn't make your hair stand up. Right. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we <laughs> that, rented the, the out the joke a... there being that there is no hair <laughs> for there to be stood up the on. Erector pili. We still have stubble. Thank you very much. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we also uh, rented out a makeshift tremor table where we put some wooden dowels in between two pieces of um, of like whiteboard material. Um, and so when you shake it, you can create towers that you can then shake the towers and see how well they stand up to an earthquake. Right. So that's the sort of stuff that gets checked out from us on a regular basis. Frank that's what Lloyd we got Wright checked stuff. out yesterday. Yeah. So what, do we, so what do we have now then here? So today we've got a couple of tuning forks. All right. Don't know if that works. Yeah, no, no, go ahead and do that. It does. It, you can hear it. Nice. So, uh, yeah. is here is it? So, what what are the what are the forks tuned at? Did I hear a, a I want to say a C, but what what, what yeah, did you got a C? Okay, or, was the first one a C? Uh, or the second one? Second one. Was I think C. the second one was C. The, and the first one was an A. Uh, the first one says six hundred and forty hertz. So, if that's an A, that's an A. Let me see Do it again. It sounds like an A. Let me see. I'm just looking to see what that is. Um, but okay. So then do you want to talk to us about what that is then or, uh, sure. So, uh, tuning forks are set to vibrate at a certain frequency and those frequencies are in line with the notes that we typically recognize on an instrument. So A, B, C, D, F, G. Uh, so each of these tuning forks is specially designed to make the same frequency note as, as a single instrument note. Right. Um, so what you can do with these is an array of things. Um, you can have students match up the notes. You can hit the tuning fork and you can get a piano and match up notes. You can have students tell 
which one seems like it uh, vibrates at a higher frequency and figure out how that correlates to um, what they hear when they hear instruments. Um, there's a variety of, of lessons you could do at this. And one of the things that we do at STEM Library Lab is we don't tell you what you have to do with any piece of equipment. Sure. So, mm -hmm. um, so if you come in and say, hey, I want to do an experiment on waves or on sound or on frequency, we can walk you through what we've got and we can walk you through how to plan that lesson. But it doesn't say this is what you're required to do. So if you were to do, so, I mean, prior to being a, uh, the a founder of STEM Library Lab, you were a science teacher. So could you walk us through how a lesson would look with uh, tuning forks then? I did not ever do a lesson with tuning forks. Mm -hmm. um, so in my physics class, uh, we, we did some electricity and some magnetism. Um, and so we did some light and some waves, but we never actually did any sound waves. So a lot of the equipment that we have in STEM Library Lab is not specifically stuff that I necessarily used when I was teaching. Sure. Um, I guess I'm just trying to get you to like give us a quick little lesson. Yeah. Um, so what you might, let's see. Uh, another, let's, let's introduce the next piece and I'll, and I'll give you some because that one I've got some more like. Uh, well, one example would be something that we do in medicine, and it's conduction. Oh, that's actually a very uh, good point. Yeah, your, we're gonna we're to, gonna give you a lesson yeah, now for your sinuses. <laughs> so your sinus cavities are these area or pockets or windows or cavities in your in your skull, as you know. Um, and people with uh, hear, hearing deficits, uh, people with sinus uh, congestion, uh, bacterial infections, they will have issues of potentially issues of conduction. So if you see, can I see one of the Tuning forks, we actually do use those. You hit it, and then you put it on the back of your mastoid process and see how well it conducts and whether or not you can hear that. So no, through conduction through bone. You've never done this before? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's the Rene. Mm -hmm. well, <laughs> thank the, you. The, the Rene is in the, is in the back. Yeah. That's how I remember it. Rene, is it, was it the Rene and the Weber? The Weber. Weber is in the Weber's in the front. And then the Weber's in the back. Right. So these are the names of the tests that that um, that doctors used to to uh, it, w it was a very, very early prior to technology. So maybe in the 70s uh, is to <laughs> determine uh, hearing loss. And so we would be able to. So by putting the tuning fork in the front on, on the on the forehead, right, where uh, so kind of like where a third eye would be, mm -hmm. where Griggs has his. And that's the Weber test. And then mm -hmm. on the mastoid process. And that was a very, very early way that doctors were able to determine whether or not there was any hearing because loss. Because the cavities are pockets of air. And so you have to deal with the conduction of air, the sound through the bone. Right. Air, if there's fluid, that's going to change and dull the sound. Uh, if there's a mass, if there's a tumor. It's back when medicine was less techy and it was more people-y. Yeah. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so did you have something yeah. else that you were going to do? Yeah, and I was thinking, I mean, as, uh, as we've been talking, just brainstorming some other things that yes. teachers might do with these, you can create like a xylophone and you can test whether your xylophone is tuned correctly uh, with these guys. Um, the the tuning, the standard is Stuggard, Stuggard tuning the, is the... A above middle C is actually it's four hundred and forty hertz. Right, I was just looking at yeah. that right now. So what? Yeah. What? So A, but that's an A four. So I yeah, I still don't know what six forty would be. Though. 
So I don't know what 640 is either, but it, it sounded like an A. And it really did. And so, he has oh, better ears than I do. <laughs> well, he plays the bass sound. and I play the violin okay. and it's the same gotcha. strings. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that may have been a G actually. Well, and so that's well, what a lot of teachers could, exa- what you just described is what a lot of teachers might use this for is he plays the bass, you play the violin. And yet the frequency of these notes is the same, same no matter right. what. Right. And, and and I think that's an important concept. So, uh, oh, oh, so oh, let's let's bring it up. Let's throw a little <laughs> drama, a little controversy in. Oh. Did we just go artsy in STEM? But hang on, hang so, on. Is so it, let's let's talk about that. Bring on, that all the way up. All right, up. but isn't music Basically, math. It's math, but hold on. It, exactly. Yes. Egg, egg, freaking exactly. Right. I can say freaking. Yeah, freaking. You can say freaking. <laughs> freaking, freaking, and fracking. Just not. Ah, watch it. Please, Music please expound because I know yeah. where you're going to go and I want to hear it. Do you, are you thinking that we're getting hot? We're getting, we're almost boiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, look, did you see the steam? Oh my <laughs> He's like, ah. So, so explain, please. So uh, the addition that a lot of folks like to add to STEM uh, is steam. Oh, and, and uh, there's reading as well. Did you know about right? that one? And so there's stream, <laughs> and it there? turns out you oh. can just keep on keep adding new subjects. Hold on. Well, you know, you, you know, the show eventually is also, it's not, eventually it's, STEM S T E M turns into S C H O O L. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just keep right. adding it. Well, you know, I often joke that this show's named uh, "Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving, Get Vaccinated, uh, Get yeah, Prep, right. uh, yeah, Get Your Water, Get, get Your your, right, get, <laughs> get your Water, Get Some Sleep." So what well, is? And I used to tell my my physics students this that i'd say you know when you take <laughs> you your your math <laughs> and your si- and your uh, science and your reading and your art and you take all of those things and you get the very top of that pyramid or that pinnacle and that's what physics is because at the end yes. of the day when you're doing science yes. you're doing every subject yes that's true um, you're building in art you're building How? in reading you're building in math so what Can is any scientist create without having an artistic or having a view or a well, vision. Well, there's a huge form of creativity. How can you, ex- yeah, ex- so let's get it, go back to the... Hold on, what does the, the A stand for? Well, I'll let him tell you, because okay, there's, right. there's funding and all kinds of stuff. Right. So the A stands for art. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. So, got st- it. so is, is, is it stream now? So it, well, it, it is not. Okay. It, it is whatever you choose to bring in for the, the purpose that you need. So, okay, all I mean, right. No, no, he's asking, does it exist? Oh, yes, does it exist? stream exists. Stream exists, so that's what the right? art is. Well, it was reading. You yeah. just said. how can you do right. any of yeah. this without reading? Right, no, I agree. I agree. I'm with you on that. And that actually is fundamentally. I mean, when we started STEM Library Lab, we always knew that eventually we wanted to drop the word STEM and make this just called Library Lab because when you're talking about what we want to do in our schools, it encompasses everything. It right. encompasses reading, literacy, social studies, art. We want to make sure that every single subject has is empowered to do the things that they want to do, and and that teachers understand how they're all interconnected. Right, right. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. So, but yes, music is math. And, and, and Grace, was there anything more about that that you wanted to say? Or? Uh, nothing. I just wanted to watch his <laughs> response. He almost exploded. Because <laughs> <laughs> there, there are people, that, believe it or not, in this room, because, you know, I, I work with STEM NOLA. Uh, right. You want to do dissection? If you come, if you come Saturday, we'll be dissecting uh, sheep parts. We make sure that the kids dissect sheep parts, and I teach them the the a, a little art, I guess. I teach them the anatomy of the heart. Oh, where do you do this? With, with, we do it at the Nord facilities, and they're doing all over the city now. Um, doing all over the country, actually. I'll be going to Miami doing a couple of lung days uh, next month, but. Um, 
it's, it will be at New Orleans East Hospital on Saturday. You're welcome to come, want as many doctors as possible. Because what happens is the more kids you expose to STEM and show them the practical end of it, the more they will want no to No question do it. about it. Um, and I you can't te- spell <laughs> sheep heart without art. Exactly. And you can't <laughs> read sheep heart without reading. <laughs> All right, look at the two of you guys are all over this, man. I no, love because it's it. a it's a very sore spot. There are people that will fight you, and they'll say, I mean, it's just, oh, but yeah, you let it go. I mean, you yeah, let, you got let, let people it get go. their funding the right, way they get there. Right, 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 of yep. course. Yeah. We, that's neither. Here I was right. an English major, of all things. Were yeah. you? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I started out a history major. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. was I was political science, but. Uh, which should be a shocker, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, I was, right, I was, right. I loved right. politics even when I was a teenager. Um, anyway, so, uh, okay. So, <laughs> girls. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, anything more with the tuning forks? Just because I think that it's so fascinating, the idea of being able to, uh, you know, another easy experiment would be the one where you take kids outside or show you know, how lightning, when you you look at sound and you look at, at light, I mean, I think that there's a great lesson there, and I'm sure that that's taught regularly. So that is the other big one, is, is okay. paralleling sound waves and light waves. Right. Um, and looking at that, and I think that I mean, happens somewhere around fourth grade is when we start looking at that. Okay, because I think a lot of kids would be used to maybe going to, like, a stadium or a theater or something where you could see a big screen up uh, or you would see a stadium, you would see a screen and you could see something happen faster. Because I remember the first time, I remember being cognizant of the first time I noticed that I was seeing something and I wasn't hearing it at the same time. And I remember asking my father about that and he quickly just said, oh yeah, light and sound move a different, and it, it, you know, in retrospect now, it was like, he just said so matter of factly, like it wasn't like, well, son, (laughs) sit down, let me explain something to you, you know? And then I was like, oh, okay, well that was just, you know, for a young mind that just became kind of what your normal, well, well, of course, that's just the way it is, but it's really fascinating. Yeah, it's definitely fascinating. And it's also interesting just the way that we process information and figure that out is that someone says it to us matter of factly and you probably didn't like actually no, process I had it no until way right later. yeah of course uh, that's you the science behind you're like oh of course, right packets of information yes light travels faster and uh and and then then, then sound does and it, it only makes sense but then i think i remember also then thinking to myself how um, then sound being used as, uh, because I went to college at UC Santa Cruz, which is where echolocation actually was the first science on echolocation. So there was a big marine biology program at UC Santa Cruz, and that's where the whole idea of echolocation came from. It initially came from uh, from mammals in the water, mm-hmm. and then ultimately became uh, it became known that bats actually worked uh, via echolocation as well. But the idea of using sound waves uh, and then the reflection of those sound waves to guide the mammal here, dolphins, whales, and uh, and or bats through their space in either water or air to kind of guide where they're going. It's just a really fascinating concept. It is that you're creating a picture without using light. Yes, it's amazing, isn't it? Like <laughs> that, that 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 idea just is in, is incredible, and being able to map that in your mind's eye. And uh, and I would love to hear where where we are with that uh, in, in in terms of science. I'm sure that we're miles and miles away, literally, uh, from being able to figure that out. But yeah, I mean, I'll come across cool articles all the time um, on topics like that, and I try to keep them in our back pocket so that when uh-huh. teachers come in and say, "Hey, I'm trying to do a lesson about this," we can point them in directions 
for example, when the teacher came in yesterday and was asking about the tremor table to, to build their skyscrapers and then slowly knock them down. And we started talking about what are the other things that, how, can, how else can you extend this lesson? And looking at like the Space Needle in Seattle as a different example of how construction has created ways to not, to make sure that things are earthquake proof. Um, so just like working to stay as a resource to teachers because there's just so much stuff and there's no way that anyone can keep on top of it all. Um, yeah. And just trying to make sure that we know how to point our teachers in the right direction to to make those cool connections like we're describing for their students. Right. If you're tuned in, you're listening to 102.3 WHIV. This is the Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving show with Doc Riggs and Dr. Derry. That's Doc Riggs. I'm Dr. Derry. Today we have uh, on with us uh, Todd Wackerman, who is the executive director and founder of STEM Library Lab, uh, and um, which is a local equipment share resource center in New Orleans. More information about the STEM Library Lab can be found at stemlibrarylab.org. Now, Todd, I'm wondering, are there, are, you were talking about the, what was the table, the tremor table? Is yeah. that what you, and that was to kind of show how earthquakes work. Are, given that we live in the Gulf and that we, you know, yesterday I was reading an article that was really quite harrowing. Uh, when he was doing stream, what's that? Yeah, yeah he was doing some stream. Yeah, I was doing some. I was doing some stream. I was streaming, right? And as, streaming? as I was streaming, uh, and the fact that we lose a, uh, it was basically the article was talking about um, how uh, Plaquemines Parish has had to physically remove areas off of their map that don't exist anymore they actually had to remove the yeah. names of these geographic locations because they're underwater now mm -hmm. and so they have no existence and so i am wondering and i was really fascinated like yes we know that we lose about a what is it about a football field yeah. worth of land mass in on louisiana coast every day which is incredible to think about it, right? And that by itself is incredible and you think about the accumulation of that happening over you know, geological time. There is not gonna be Louisiana moving forward. But it hit home when I thought about Just the- throw I, that in. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it hit home when I realized that they're starting to now remove names. Right, that it's becoming tangible and real. Yes, you. it's becoming tangible and real. And, uh, and, and so is there the equivalent of that in, 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 in science? Uh, education to show kids what that actually physically looks like kind of like the reason why I'm asking the question is like you have the tremor table showing earthquakes in on on the west coast I'm, I'm a California kid I think you're from California too so you experience earthquakes as well and so it, yeah. which is fascinating but we see something else different here so there is a model uh, where you can see subsidence and erosion happening uh, using a model which is like using a small box and you are adding sand to this box as water levels are rising. And we did it when I was in teacher school uh, with my professor, Dr. Gill. And basically the moral of that story was like, no matter what in this model, there's no way to add sand fast enough to avoid the fact that we're going underwater. So there are math, there are educational models that you can bring into schools to demonstrate land loss and erosion and subsidence. That's yeah, and and anything that you guys have at the STEM Library Lab. We have so much stuff at STEM Library Lab that we can create anything like that. Oh, so, cool! So that would be, and that's a service a that you offer. Then model, right? There is a there's a, a product called the Stream Table, which is 
for demonstrating erosion. See, but if you want to again, the stream you, table, right? Yeah, the, uh, yes. And so read about it first. Yeah, right. That's funny. And while you're doing it, yeah, you yeah. could. It's a and, steam table until you read about it. Right. Then it becomes a stream table. Right. Well, and then we've got some little like animals that you can decorate it with. So then it becomes. So then we can add in the art. Um, right. Yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> it's so, a stem table. When you read about it, right, it becomes read, a stream table, a and then when you add the art, it becomes a stream table. And then you pour water in it, wash it all away. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. can demonstrate erosion with that, and you can. Is that a stream? Right. Yeah. That's this is making a stream. Right. <laughs> then that becomes Katrina. <laughs> um, so yeah, but you can demonstrate these principles, and then. If you have this idea for how you want to enhance your lesson or you've read about something online, we can take things that we have in the library and we can modify them. Like we made this tremor table, like we've made a gravity well, um, which is a tool using a large hula hoop and spandex. So because it's not just these high-tech pieces of equipment, it's also these weird odds and ends, like a bunch of hula hoops and spandex. <laughs> and what do they? And what is the? How does that work again? I know you explained right, it. Right, the gravity a bit well. Last time. You you pull the spandex over the hula hoop, and then you can drop heavy objects into it and see the fabric of space time. So you're are you wearing the hula? So you basically no, the have hula a hula hoop. hoop. It's between us. It would so be so. If Doc puts on a spandex. That's called scream <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Doctor Gary, scream, scream. There we go. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Keep going. Continue. Come on. I'm um, listening. Uh-huh. So yeah, the hula hoop would be between <laughs> yeah. us. It's, and it's stimulating it. type therapy <laughs> <laughs> on your end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right, so there's a hula hoop. Right, covered in spandex. Oh, okay. Doc wearing a spandex hula hoop. All right, Eric. <laughs> all right, Eric. Come on. All right, so it's it's a hula hoop with the inside of the hula hoop where you typically put your body where through. Where you typically put your body is covered in spandex. Covered, covered, is, 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 right. it's, so it's a spandex table. Right. Okay. Uh, and then you can drop heavy objects onto it, and it will dip down according to the mass of the object. So a heavier object will make the spandex bend more. Right. And so you can see the different effects of gravity and how they interact with each other. And that and, and is that a, a effective model for space time to like I, because I never thought about it like that, but that makes all the sense in the yeah, world. The teachers that use it are typically sixth grade teachers that are teaching their objectives specifically around gravity and space time. So right. Each one of these things, you know, you can modify it and do it at all kinds of grades. You can do it in high school because there's a lot of cool things in a physical science class to talk about around that same model. But there is a specific grade level and objective where you teach this thing for the first time. So the gravity well is a perfect tool for sixth grade teachers, just like the stream table is a perfect tool for fourth grade teachers. Right. That's that's great. What else do you have with you uh, today? The other thing that I brought is one of my favorite pieces. I brought it because it makes noise. Ooh. Yeah, I like not that. an exciting noise, no, but noise nonetheless. It, is, is that a, like a, it scary looks like dog. a soccer ball that's a hair dryer? Sounds yeah. like a hair dryer. Yeah. So this is the uh, the hover disc. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so all right. On our table. Is this where we turn it on? And just send it over to Doc. Oh, uh, oh. It's like a, so. It's kind of like a. Uh, it's kind of like a like a air hockey. Yeah, or football. A puck or something. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like air hockey. Yeah, it, I mean, it's effectively like you're creating an air hockey table with just this one piece of equipment because it it is a six inch in diameter disc that creates a cushion of air underneath it, so that now the disc is floating on air instead of touching the ground. Right. So you can use it to teach uh, about friction and lack of friction. You can use it to teach inertia because basically it'll keep going in a straight line forever. 
eventually air friction will slow it down after you know a couple of football fields worth of travel but you can use it to teach about friction and inertia uh, you can use it to teach rotational motion when you tie a string to it and spin it around there's so many hold on cool what happens if you tie a string to it and spin it around okay, what, so what would happen with that you tie a string to it and you start spinning it and it'll go in a circle around you and now the second you let go of the string it's going to keep going in the same direction it's not mm -hmm. going to keep spinning in a circle because now there's no more force pulling in a circle. Oh, so if you were standing sure. above it and then right. you were you were basically spinning it in a small circle, like let's say a diameter of a foot or something. Is that centrifugal yeah. force? Yeah. So then you would let it go, and then wherever you let it go, it would <laughs> it just take off in that line. direction. The concept behind the uh, it's the Olympic event. The um, you're the talking discus. The discus. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, and then, uh, it, but the, you know, the, the thing that I had not thought about, which is really fascinating, of course, is that air friction is still friction, but it's less than what ground friction. Is that how, what would be the other? Yeah. So, I mean, there are lots of other types of friction when you talk about air friction versus ground friction. Friction is just, uh, two things rubbing against each other so that they slow each other down right? Uh, and they'll create heat. Um, so there are basically two types of friction, which are static friction and dynamic friction. Mm -hmm. um, static friction being what stops this from moving when I push it. It's at a standstill right now, and if I push it a little bit, it doesn't move because it's got static as in staying put friction. When it's already moving and it starts touching the ground, it slows down because of dynamic friction, which is slowing it down as it right. moves. Now, I remember in physics class in college, then they would add the idea of putting it at an angle. That would so if you took a block, put it on a slope, depending on that slope angle. Right. Would, because right now the only force acting on this is friction. Right. When I when I stop pushing it, the only thing acting on it is friction. When you put it at an angle, you've got friction slowing it down, but you've also got the force of gravity trying to speed it up. Right. So you can compare how those two forces interact depending on the angle of your slope right and so with something like what you're showing there then is now you're adding the idea of the the hover which is now removing the friction the forces of the 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 surface the two surfaces touching one another and the fact that it's touching air basically that that friction is significantly less allowing it to go right in the friction from air is basically zero so yep. when you push it uh, on a horizontal surface It'll keep going at the same speed basically forever. Right. If you do what you're suggesting and, and put it on an incline and just let it go, it'll speed up. Right. Uh, which, is, which is the thrill behind uh, snowboarding or skiing uh, right. on, on a mountain, essentially, which is using more or less the same principles. Right. Which is also why your snowboard doesn't have weird spikes on the bottom. It's got a smooth surface right. to reduce friction. <laughs> yeah, ideally. But with edges to help you stop, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Sharpened edges as well. Uh, so, and then uh, uh, any other goodies? Uh, that's what I brought Those are the two today. things. Got it. Okay. Um, we can pull stuff here and, and pretend that it's... Yeah. Uh, or yeah. I can just describe things. Yeah, of course. Um, oh, so... <laughs> right, then I brought a bunch anyway, of right? bugs. And I yeah. Put, and I brought Let's a bunch see. of the sharks yes. that I said. Yes. Yeah. How, do, how do you get sharks? We buy them from... So, actually... Uh, a to-do list item yesterday on my large running to-do list was buy sheep size. So uh, how do you do that? So you go online to a couple of different retailers. Do you have to get a? Do you have to have a license to do that, or you, you have to, uh, to belong to a school or an institution like that? So 
yeah, I just find it fascinating that I look, looked at my to-do list and was like, oh yeah, I've got to buy sheep eyes today. So how many, so how, so tell me about that process. Like how does it, how do they, how do they come? Like are, do, are they like packed they with like, like, like eggs? bag of 10. Okay. You can also get a bucket. Um, but the problem with the bucket is that when you open the bucket, they start going bad. Immediately, So right? if you get the bags of 10, then when you open a bag of 10, those 10 start going bad, but at least you've got however many other bags you've got ready to go. Got it. And so when you order a sheep size, how many do you order at one clip? I think we ordered 60. So in 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 denominations of ten. So you open them up. I, I could I see them right. coming like egg crates. Are they like uh, individually? No. What would they be? I mean, they're really just like in a bag that's been vacuum sealed. So it's so like a okay, bunch got of it. And then it has together. all the nerves and everything been separated. Mm-hmm. So all you get is the globe. Uh yes. But all so, you get is the globe. So yeah. no arteries. There's Correct. no vessels. Yeah, there's no nerves. The no muscles or anything. All that has been taken away. And so, and then what? What? How do you then? How do you transect the 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 globe? And what are you looking for? Because some of the the so, structures in the eye are almost microscopic. So how do you tell the difference in the layers of the tissue? Yeah. So let's say that you are now the teacher who wants to do a dissection, okay. and that you are asking these exact same questions. You're saying, I know that I'm supposed to dissect something, but I've never done it before. So what we'll do is now, uh, as STEM Library Lab, is we'll pair you with one of our local experts. So maybe three or four months ago, uh, Amanda, Dr. Amanda Rosenzweig from Delgado came and led a dissection lab for our teachers. So anyone who wanted to learn how to do a dissection of eyes was able to come on a certain day and she taught our teachers how to do the dissection. So while I don't have all the answers to your questions about that, she does. So when when I'm not the person who knows the answer, we go out in the community and we find the person who does. And sometimes that'll be um, Dr. Rosenzweig from Delgado. Sometimes that'll be Dr. Mackey. Sometimes that'll be yourself, whoever I know, it'll to never be. Well, yeah, yeah. with bio, anything, I'm the <laughs> life sciences director. At STEM, it'll never be anything related to organs or biology with Dr. Mac- Dr. Mackey will throw up or pass out. Yeah, sure, but for some, I mean, for <laughs> but he's some a computer expert. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he knows to everything be else. Around yeah, yeah. engineering, yeah, yeah. he's the guy to go yeah, to. Yeah. So if we don't have the answers for you, we'll pair you with the expert who does. Got um, it. And that's what we did for our dissection lab because I do not know the structures within an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but do they use microscopes then too, or or so they can. Uh, you, you, you can build then, a lesson however you want. No, to no, I understand, but I'm just specifically, I'm just wondering about the eye, just because the tissues are so. Well, are, you got to think about the eye. The eye's kind of the reason. I'm that trying to see into it. The bulb, but this is filled with. <laughs> yeah, right. It's this is filled with like fluid, so it's right, kind of like vitriol. once you take it out, if you pop it, it you see. No, it. no, no, it's <laughs> like a, no, dude, it's gelled. It's it's not. It's, gel- <laughs> it's gelled at that point. Yeah. It's not living. It's not in you and I. It's vitriolic fluid. By the time that it's been sitting, have you ever? seen the sheep eye have you seen it i've seen it in a sheep have you seen body it? i mean have you seen it have you seen a dissection of <laughs> no the sheep i've never eye? i've never yeah. seen a dissection well, you would, of the sheep and you would eye. have a few options yeah. uh to answer your question which are you can check out compound microscopes which are what you usually picture as a microscope where you put something into a slide and then you look at it on the slide through the microscope or you can check out uh dissection microscopes which are similar, there except go. there's a larger it. cavity between the lens yes. and the thing you're looking at, so that you can it. fit the whole eye. Under so the you can look at it, yeah. That's or amazing. you can check out the video microscope, so you can hold one microscope up to the eye and project it onto the computer screen. Uh, right, classes. right. Which is like what they, what, how basically that I remember in pathology when I was doing my 
residency in, or fellowship or whatever, but or medical school, you have the teacher at the central part of the microscope, and there's multiple other microscopes, and you can kind of watch the teacher right. go through. And, and of course, now they're not doing it with microscopes. They use TVs because that's yeah. obviously a better way to go uh, about doing that. Um, I, I'm assuming the, the sheep's eyes are from uh, sheep that are being... Um, sheep, yes. No, 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 I understand that, but the, yeah, that, that are going to be, yeah. that are, uh, wh- wh- what's the source of the, are these sheeps that are being uh, used for uh, purposes of, uh, like the eyes is a byproduct. Are yeah, or yeah, are they scooping yeah. out the eyes and yeah. throwing the sheep away? Yeah, no, I'm sure it's not like <laughs> no, that. No, not the latter. It's probably for, uh, sl- it, they're it for meat or, are, yeah, got it, okay. And uh, if you're tuning in, you are listening to 12.3 WHIV, this is Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving. It's a pleasure to have uh, Todd Walkerman on, who is the... Uh, uh, executive director and founder for STEM Library Lab, and more information at stemlibrarylab.org. Other lesson plans? Did you have his eyes closed when he was talking just now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did that. <laughs> oh, trying to show him an eye. His eyes closed. Watch. I can't watch that. I can't, can't watch the sheep. No, I can't. No, dude, I can't. I can't watch that, dude. I can't. Like, I seriously? can't. No, dude, for the ATLS, they won't even. You know, I used to teach ATLS for a long time, and I never do the labs. I can't do it. It's just not you. I can't, dude. I can't. There's a reason why I'm not a surgeon. I stopped doing emergency medicine. There's a reason why. I do HIV and Hep C because you have to think. There's no like, I, I can't look. That's like, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I can't. But if you have micro stuff, I'm happy to help. Okay. So anything Excellent. that has to do with microbiology, uh, that so you can be our microbiology expert. I could definitely yeah. be your microbiology Great. expert. I would love to do that. Actually. And I and I said that although I mean it. <laughs> oh no, like, no, no, next no, time no no no! Someone asked me. Then oh you no, 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 no. You yeah. would be. I would be the person you would yeah. turn to. I just would need help in how to like to see what you guys have and I just need help. But mm-hmm. in terms of setting up lesson plans, that's super easy to do. Like, cause gram stains, I mean, do, are they still doing gram stains? Gram stains are, is a technique that's used to differentiate different classes of bacteria according to color and, uh, according to shape. So it, it t- I have not heard anyone say they're doing that, but truthfully, there's a very good reason why that might be. And that's that the teacher, nobody knows who, how to do right, it. Exactly. That no one right. knows how to do it. So a teacher may say, I want to do this, but, there are right. other objectives that I'm looking at. When, I know how to do when I was stuff. a resident, although you can't do it anymore, but when I was a medical resident, we were still doing, and Eric, it was probably the same for you. Were you still able to do your own gram stains on the floors? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. wanted it done quickly. Right. Yeah. We, you, it, that doesn't exist no. at all anymore in the hospitals. But Neither it, do books. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too. Oh, do you remember, like seriously, not to digress, but do you remember in our white coats, we would have books and books, yeah, Washington dude, that Manual, dude. Scut Monkey and all that? Yeah. Scut Monkey, that's, that? that's old school. Pharmacopia? The ph- pharmacopia, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, two doctors that, uh, well, Eric is significantly yeah. older than I am, as you can tell. Well, and so. when you two were both doing <laughs> that, warped, I remember my time. elementary school having yeah. Yeah, the encyclopedia. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> nice, Touché. nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you're right. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you remember the encyclopedia uh, uh, traveling salesperson yeah. who would go around and yeah, sell the encyclopedia? <laughs> I can remember getting like a C on a test because no one in our neighborhood <laughs> could afford it. But so, but, but the, my godparents had an encyclopedia set up encyclopedias from like the fifties. Dude, so it, all my all my information all was back, dated. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah, I think like we, had years, into, yeah, we had it. We had. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> 
Yeah. I got unplugged. Hey, yeah. Eric, explain the encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> really? Right, right. Explain the encyclopedia. It was like 26 editions, right? Oh, like you're serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it's 26 editions. No, people it's not more don't. because some some letters had more than one, right. more than one volume. Right, right. And you, we literally had to. That it was, was it. It was like a dictionary. <laughs> but think about this: whoever a dictionary made, with pictures, right? Whoever made the encyclopedia was the purveyor of information. The, the, the predecessor to Google. Yeah, but I mean, even more so. I mean, it'd be really fascinating to go back and do, and I'm sure this has been done, uh, like a sociology experiment, to go back and look at encyclopedias to see how, because like, those were- they get their information? Right, right. they were the, it where was the winners, I mean, like, the winners who wrote, wrote that the down? history. <laughs> right, that, that's what I'm trying to say. How did that get, how did that get documented? Says who? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'd, be, it'd be fascinating to look, to look at that, but encyclopedias were, obviously a, a huge precursor to what now we just refer to as Google. And the thing is, the reason your family would buy them is because it saved... That was the only information that you well, had. It was the only information, but it saved mom and dad a Going trip to, a trip to the to library. library. Right. right. Or when the library closed, you had to get all your work done before 5 o'clock. After that, you just kind of make it up. Well, I think. That, uh, <laughs> we see how Eric, uh, what Eric did. Obviously, I was, was right. Got me, kind of, got me this far. <laughs> I thought it was girls. Yeah. Well, they, they motivated me. Yeah. Um, all right. Any uh, so yes, any and, and the, the doing a uh, gram stain is very very easy. It, it's been happening at hospitals and medical schools or whatever for a long long time. It could easily be replicated. And it could go over the classification of bacteria, and I'm super happy okay. to, to help with that. He's gonna hold you to it, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 that'd be my pleasure, dude. Yeah. What about? And we have a space here to do it, and obviously you have a space at, right. at your location as well. What about any other like uh, microbacteria stuff? It, what, is there any microbacteria lessons that you guys have? Are there any specific microbacteria like, lessons? Because the idea the of the, the idea of, right of viruses and helping people to understand what a virus is versus a bacteria versus a parasite versus what I think is the ultimate coolest infectious particle, which is a prion, which is the organ, which is what it's a protein. So it's not even an organism. I mean, a virus is not even an yeah. organism when you define what an organism is, something that takes enter right. something in and, you know, metabolizes it and kicks it out. A virus doesn't even do that. Parasites and bacteria <laughs> and fungi do. Uh, but uh, the idea of a prion, which is a protein that starts in your brain, and that protein can be transmitted through the eating of, of, of brain. So that's called Kuru disease, which is, we've seen some of that in the, um, where was it? The Four Tribe in uh, Papua New Guinea. Mm -hmm. uh, mad cow disease, which is called spongine, uh, bovine encephalopathy, which is the eating of meat that have these right. proteins in it can be transmitted. And then uh, scrapey, which is you see in sheep. And then are you hearing about these um, these uh, and it's probably coming up in my news feed and all my news feeds because of what I select when I right. is the the so-called uh, zombie wasting this deer zombie wasting no. disease. Are you Eric? Are you I hearing saw, about yeah, this? I did see that. I yeah. Do you know what that is? That you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So this deer Ooh. zombie wasting I'll disease. Okay. Yeah, is a, a prion organism. That's the same thing. It's the same thing that causes uh, scrapie or kuru or mad cow disease, so-called mad cow disease. And these are all called prions. And they're all it is is one protein in your in in your brain that 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 you know the the, the way a protein works is that it's a it's a, it's a, it's conformational shape is what gives it its function. So if it changes shape, it has a new function, right? right? And so it 
it takes the shape of a of a, a process that now induces that same shape in other things that touch it and over a long period of time all these things take on the same shape this is why they call it a zombie and it is dysfunctional and those are called prions isn't that that's cool isn't it like (laughs) that's way cool that's way cool right like people don't understand prions are the coolest thing in the world but we just don't hear about it and i and i guess this is me just saying hi i'm happy to share that information well and what's exciting about that is, is that the way that we're moving to teaching with these new standards is it's all phenomena based and it's all project and activity based no kidding okay that makes sense there are teachers that are hungry to know that there's a person in the community that will help them with this right you may say Mm -hmm. that i'm infectious with my enthusiasm (laughs) that was was bad That was, that was horrible. That, yeah. that even smelled. Uh, did it, like, did it gave me a little fever. <laughs> I've got that's a not even temp- stem. That, I that's, got a temperature. That's, that, that's called stink. Yeah. Ooh. That was bad for you. And you know what? And you know what? You might have. I think it's about to get worse. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you know why it stinks? Ooh. It's anaerobic bacteria. Actually. Oh. <laughs> 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 Are we almost done? <laughs> Can we open a door, a window? Oh. oh. But yeah. that is you, that does bring up an interesting topic of that phenomenon testing is now how right. or teaching rather. And we don't have anything specific right now in the library to do exactly what you just described. Right. But we do have funds reserved so that when a teacher walks in and says, "What do we, I, I want to do something around this?" and right. I say, "Well, go talk to Dr. Derry." Right. So when they come back and you guys have an idea in mind, so we can to, go ahead and buy it. To make him start, and of course, I always make him speak in community terms, and people and people speak. I caught your joke. Explain why it was hilariously funny because you said it stinks because it's anaerobes. Let's talk about bad breath. Let's talk about halitosis. Let's talk about most smells. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. This is get check, get fake, get moving. So this is sort of stuff that we do. So there we talked about the different ways of classifying bacteria mm-hmm. based on color. Those are called gram stains, right? Mm-hmm. And shape. So the, the, the blue grape like or staph aureus uh-huh. and, and you have the gram negative rods, which are red, which mm-hmm. is like pseudomonas or E. coli. The staph aureus and is the one that when people talk about staph infections, Oh, that's the staph, staph, right? Staph. You get a boil. Oh and, yeah. yeah. A burl, a, a burl or whatever. <laughs> right. But you can also yeah. classify bacteria into another type of categories to how they process oxygen. Right, which is a fair way of classifying microorganisms. Mm-hmm. Do they process oxygen or, they, or they metabolize oxygen or not, right? So, uh, and for those that don't, they're anaerobic. So those that process or metabolize oxygen, they're aerobic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, aerobic. You think of um, them working out right. and doing aerobics. Right, yeah, and the other ones, go. you think of them going, eh, I'm yeah, aerobic, yeah, yeah. Nah, <laughs> aerobic, nah, nah. Right, so they, so they, uh, do they go through the Krebs cycle or is it, how do they process energy to get AT, ATP? I forget I, what I they, think it is. Is I think it's the Krebs cycle. Jeez, you really? So they have to. So you're a Krebs cycle person, probably, right? Did you have to do any Krebs cycle? I use it in my body and my daily life. Yes, Yes, you do. Especially when we were doing push-ups, your right, your yes. Krebs cycle was working a lot better than mine and Griggs yeah, when we right, were doing right, push-ups. Yeah. So when you stop processing oxygen, you flip over to the production. Your cells have to go into an anaerobic mode where right. they still need to produce ATP, but it's doing without oxygen. Which is energy. They still need to produce energy for Thank your you. muscles. Yes, but you run out of oxygen. <laughs> you run out of oxygen, right? <laughs> yeah. so that's, that's why it kind of hurts. Lactic acid. That's what lac- yeah. that's when lactic right. acid mm-hmm. is used and, and produced. Uh, produced. And uh, but right, the right, the 
whole Krebs cycle essentially is this no, he just idea. called Krebs cycles a guy because they didn't have encyclopedias and he was the first one to find <laughs> right. it so he named it <laughs> you are my cycle and I shall name you Krebs <laughs> um, so uh, these bacteria that don't produce that don't metabolize oxygen do so through anaerobic activity and so like if you have like uh, and they basically smell and gotcha. so the odor, so the joke that, that Griggs is having me talk about is why when I said that joke stunk. So, was... so wait, so that's part of the reason. So when you when people use it with mouthwash, so you put the per- per- the hydrogen peroxide in, the extra oxygen, people like to say, oh, the, you're killing off the anaerobic, you brush your teeth, get rid of the... Yeah, no, 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 the, you know the best, <laughs> way to, the best way to fight uh, halitosis <laughs> is dental floss. <laughs> dental floss. Yeah, get rid of, get get rid rid of, of the dead get rid of all the, the, all the food and all the yeah. material in your... In but your, they go... They, a lot of the marketing is based on, I won't call it pseudoscience, but it's partial. It's totally pseudoscience, partial, well, it's par- I'll just say partial partial science, whatever. Oh, we'll put the we'll put the H2O2 in and the O2 Dude, will come off. It'll it's kill the bacteria. horrible. Brush your teeth and floss, man. Yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> go to the dentist. Hold on. Get checked. Get fit. Get, get moving. moving. Go to the dentist. Go to the brush dentist, your teeth. Get, your, get the yeah, meat yeah, out of your flipped. teeth. Go floss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Do some push-ups. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated. Yeah. And vaccines. And that's read. A, vaccines. That's another lesson plan as well. Yep. Is to, and that would be another one I'd be more than happy mm. okay. to talk about, about figuring out lesson plans to teach young people about what vaccines really are before the anti-vaxxers get to them. Because the anti-vaxxers are like the zombie, uh, zombie, deer. zombie deer disease. It's going to make them all a bunch of zombies, you know, because the uh, the science behind vaccines are, are like gravity. It, it yeah. exists. You can't. You can't fight it. You know, the the two greatest things that have expanded life uh, expectancy in uh, on Earth has been clean water and vaccinations. That's it. That's that. You don't hear any dirty water people. You got anti-vaxxers, but no dirty water. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Except for in Michigan. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But that's a whole other. uh, That's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. We are uh, slowly wrapping up here. Todd, any other. uh, Thank you so much for appearing. Any anything that you can share with us or uh, any plugs? Uh, I, I I mean, our plug is basically we are we're looking to get more schools involved. So. Uh, if you're interested in getting yourself or your school involved, we'd love to hear from you. We've got both free trials for individual teachers, and we've also got scholarships for schools that are interested in signing up but are concerned about the financial burden. So, so the and they can get more information at, at stemlibrarylab.org. At stemlibrarylab.org. Again, guys, this is kind of like a big candy store for science uh, nerds <laughs> or folks. You could go in there. It's it's basically it's a big library of science stuff. So if you have a class to teach and you need uh, science uh, accoutrements, uh, that would be the place that you would go to so that you'd be able to. Uh, uh, and not only are you getting and able to check out the materials, but you're also getting an expert like Todd that will also help you figure figure out how to do the lesson and if he can't do it himself he'll reach out to folks in the community uh to help uh teach teachers how to teach to the students dr dairy will come in and teach you how to floss that's my real expertise though is finding the people who are actually the (laughs) experts is is understanding uh the 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 basics of all that so thank you so much todd uh eric anything no that's it floss brush your teeth
Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there you have it. You have uh, <laughs> floss and uh, brush your teeth, uh, get check if it get moving, uh, and floss and brush your teeth. So with that, we are uh, done for the day. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Todd, thank you so much. We'd love thank to you. have you back. Uh, bring us more some some more of these goodies, and we would love to be able to uh, have more of those science lessons on air. And uh, coming up next is uh, Brad Friedman with the Bradcast. Thank you so much, Eric. We'll see you next week. To that news in a half second here, but if you missed my interview on Friday uh, with Kim Zetter, I would urge you um, to download it. Uh, and when you.